About four years and 1,000 projects ago, my company's co-founders John T. Meyer and Amy Colgan began their infographic-centric design firm here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Small beginnings? Definitely. But within a few months, the company would reach out some 5,000 miles to hire its first employee. I'll let John and Amy take it from there. So the origin of Lemonly is even a little accidental. Um, you know, Amy and I were technically employed by a company. I started with my brother called Nine Clouds, and we were kind of doing some infographics on the side. Then by about Thanksgiving that November, we were like, this thing is catching on. Like, maybe we should think about hiring someone. This was the first opportunity that I had to actually have a full-time design colleague. Um, so I was really pushing for trying to find the best person that could help, you know, not only Lemonly grow, but also help me grow as a designer, you know, so we, we Yeah, because you were like, what, 23 at the time? Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was a baby. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we just really wanted the best person, what, no matter where they worked from. And it happened to be that best person uh, lived in Serbia. So we Skyped in the conference room an interview with this uh, great designer named Anna, and I remember thinking this person is Amy, if Amy were Serbian. Because <laughs> uh, she had a cat, yep. and she was kind of like an artist before becoming a designer, yep. like you were. Um, a lot of office references. Quirky. Yeah, she had a lot of pop culture. Like Yeah, loved American culture. Yeah. For Lemonly to work early on, it was crucial that Anna fit in with the culture and communicated well. Uh, I can remember... Uh, one thing that happened uh, when I started working at Zapier is uh, emoticons and uh, emojis uh, and GIFs started leaking into my uh, messages, which, which weren't, uh, weren't there when I was at an, a co-located office. That's Danny Schreiber, who works as a marketer at Zapier, a startup that helps you connect web apps like Dropbox and Basecamp, and that has been entirely remote since its inception in 2011. Wade Foster, CEO at Zapier, also stressed the need to communicate not only well, but often when managing a remote team. I'd probably just make sure to do a, a daily or a two times a day call with them, right? Just to check in on like how things went while you were respectively sleeping. You know, at that time, Anna, uh, she was really like, up for working on our schedule, which I remember saying, like, you don't have to do this. Like, if you want to adjust your schedule to more local time. Um, but she would, you know, so we're coming in at 8 or 9, which for her was, like, 3. And she would work to, like, 10. Yeah, and it would vary sometimes. But, yeah, it was definitely, it was really helpful to be able to get as many hours as we could kind of on the same schedule, um, you know, as far as, like, feedback and just kind of getting to know each other and um, just the, that constant communication through Skype. You know, we didn't set out to make our first hire remote. Uh, we just, like Amy said, wanted the best designer we could find. And then that, I think that's a crucial moment in our company history because it gave us that attitude of, we just want the best people, you know, to make our company the best design company we can be. Over the course of this episode, we'll track how Lemonly has progressed from those early days, and we'll hear more from Danny and Wade at Zapier, how their processes compare with ours, and whether I should move to Venice and fulfill my dream of being a part-time gondola captain. Uh, isn't Venice sinking, though? Yeah, so I probably gotta act quick, but 
If I do move to Venice, would I still have my job at Lemon Lane? Yeah, we'll keep it warm for you. You can be a seasonal gondola person. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Welcome to Humans and Resources, a podcast about people, companies, and the people who work at companies. People like Amy. Um, I'm Amy Thorne, and I am the lead project manager at Lemonly. Um, I started out as our very first project manager, and it's going on four years now that I've been with the company. Amy started work at our office here in Sioux Falls, originally actually as an intern, then became a full-time project manager. After a couple of years, she moved to Omaha, but continued to work for Lemonly just remotely. But Amy did not stay in Omaha for long. Um, I moved to Idaho last April, so a little over a year ago now, and I moved for a boy. Um, met him at the Ironman competition the year before, and we uh, kept in touch to the distance thing. And then when life took me that way, John was gracious enough to let me still work for Lemon Lee um, and head out west. In that scenario, it was way more important for us to keep Amy and keep Amy working for Lemon Lee than where she lived or, or where she called home. So it was an easy decision for me to make as long as we, you know, figured out the details and and the logistics. And Amy does say that a move to being remote has been good for the company. There's an independence, and sometimes I think I'm a better worker when I have a sense of independence about my job, too. She gains time by not having to commute. She's a better communicator through email and chat because she doesn't have the luxuries of facial cues or inflections. Plus, she does not have to get ready in the morning. There's been times where I haven't looked so hot, and then the, <laughs> the client was like, it was Netflix, and they're like, turn your, are your webcams not on? <laughs> like, we never use our webcam, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, the remote policy, as is, is simply, um, we're open to it. We want the best people to work at Lemonly wherever they are. Uh, we always stress, if you are remote, it does require some over-communication, some extra responsibility to keep people up to date of where you're, what you're doing and, and just some independence to really be disciplined to sit down, get your work done, no matter where you are or if anyone else is around you. The unique piece of our policy, I would say, is that Lemonly allows employees like Amy to transition from HQ to remote full-time. So I asked Wade at Zapier if that were to happen again, if I were to, you know, say, move to Venice, what would he have for advice for Lemon Lee? I don't know. We don't have an office at all. Um, I mean, the the advice I've heard from others is that it's really challenging to do, um, you know, kind of like half in office and half all remote. I've always heard that the the best way to do it is everyone in or everyone kind of out of the office. I was a part of a team that did have like two remote workers and everyone else was in an office. And I know the thing that really kind of was a challenge for them was they always felt like third wheels and they're always left out, you know, something we would get decided over lunch and they'd be like, Oh, by the way, we're doing this. And they'd be like, what, why? I'm not sure what's going on here. Interesting. Actually, that wasn't what I was expecting. Uh, you did the interview with Wade and, uh, we've never really had an issue. You know, I, I wonder if something, a part of that has to be, that we have roots kind of in remote, uh, you know, co-founders, Amy and I were there from day one, but first hire was remote. So we've just kind of grown as that combo hybrid part HQ part remote. I think another part that contributes to the, the success of having kind of that, that hybrid remote and, and local is, uh, the type of work that we do. So as a design company, uh, we give a lot of autonomy and independence to our designers in doing their work. And I think design as a, 
as a career or as a job lends itself uh, well to being remote. You get kind of your own space, your own creative environment, and we let them work and, and, and kind of create their designs other than some group feedback and some revisions and edits. It's a very independent process. But I do agree with some of Wade's points that sometimes keeping the remote people connected can be difficult, whether it be through technology or, you know, just an inside joke that's, in the, that's going around the headquarters that doesn't get communicated through Slack. Um, so we have meetings that we try to keep each other connected, but it can be a challenge. One issue that has come to our attention has to do with technology. Remote workers don't always hear what's said at meetings because those of us at HQ are sometimes too far from the mic. Developer Ryan Licklider, who works remotely for Lemon Leaf from Omaha, has that experience occasionally during our all-team meetings every Monday. Sometimes uh, I can't hear necessarily hear everyone, especially when they're giving their answers. So um, I, you know, there come certain points where I just kind of hope and pray no one asks me a question because I don't hear, I can't hear a thing. Thankfully, though, we do have a solution on the way. Now, finally, in the new office, we're gonna. It's really expensive, but we're gonna invest in you know video conferencing and more hardware. But for the meantime, until we do move into that new office in October, Ryan wonders sometimes if we hear him. There's been a few times, especially during the Monday morning meetings, where I'll say something which I just think is hilarious, or I'll give an answer that I think is hilarious, and there'll be absolute silence on the other end. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, didn't didn't quite transfer over very well. So, um, but you know, it's also it's like you can't take that kind of stuff personal because you know, it's I'm also new, so it's like people don't understand don't necessarily know my sense of humor. So Ryan started working for Lemonly the last winter, around the same time as Lemonly's other Ryan, Ryan Budmeyer, who does business development, started. So to keep things straight, we call Ryan Licklighter in Omaha, Abe. He is actually the biggest Abraham Lincoln fan you'll ever meet. Yeah, huge. <laughs> he and his wife, in fact, named their son Lincoln. Abe is our oldest employee. Not that it matters, but we like to tease him about it. But this is his first remote job. For the last seven or so years, Abe worked at Costco, stocking shelves and changing tires. Then, four years ago, he and his wife decided to go into letterpress. But then uh, Crystal got pregnant, and we decided that the chemicals we were using for cleaning and inks and that kind of stuff weren't very good for the baby or the mom. So uh, we sold our presses, and uh, I needed to come up with a career to support all of us. We couldn't just work at Costco, so... I went to school at Omaha Code School, three-month program, working nine to five, and then got a job at Lemley. Abe's story goes to show that employees come to remote work from diverse backgrounds. In his first year here at Lemonly, he's learned how to better communicate online with coworkers, and he's now aware of the limitations. It's hard for me to get my humor across on, on, on a on a chat. Um, so it's, you know, if I need to let people know that I'm joking, otherwise uh, people could take offense or, um, or just not get it at all and think I'm completely weird, which is probably half the people at Lemon right now. So, Danny and Wade at Zapier echoed Abe when describing a few of the traits they appreciate in a good online communicator. Here's what Danny had to say. 
you need to be explicit. Explicit is actually one of the, the core values of Zapier because as a remote team, you, you cannot assume that somebody's going to pick up on what you're saying. There's no, uh, you know, hinting in your voice that you're using sarcasm. Um, maybe you can add an emoticon uh, with the, the joy emoticon with the uh, eyes watering, um, but, <laughs> but you don't want to depend on that. So those are a couple of things. You got to be careful not to be like too blunt. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm guilty of this at times. Um, you know, you're talking to humans and, you know, writing when you're being succinct can sometimes come off as like, you know, very like Kurt, right. It's like, do this thing, period. And you're like, okay. <laughs> you truly can never beat face-to-face conversation, but in the case of remote work, that's not an option. So scheduling a meeting or, or making a phone call can be important. But it's also really, really important to be prepared and be organized for those conversations. When it comes to meetings, definitely have an agenda, like have an agenda and have a way that you run the meeting. So like if it's, you know, the marketing meeting, we do it the same way every week. We know who's in charge of certain parts of it. You know, some things rotate. And so it's a lot easier than to know, like you kind of know when it's time to talk and when it's time to be quiet. One thing that a remote team lends itself really well to is the idea of really writing out your meeting minutes before the meeting happens, writing out what this meeting should be about before it happens, because you don't want to go into the meeting and uh, expect that the video will be uh, you know, quality enough to be able to communicate to your teammates. Instead, you want to rely on that written word again. So when you do have video calls, you got to consider your environment. Is it quiet? Do you have a good internet connection? When I talked with Zapier, Danny was at his in-law's house in Storm Lake, Iowa, but he will soon have his own tailored environment. In a couple months, I'll have a home office. You know, having that flexibility and comfortability in, in a whole bunch of different places is something a remote uh, team member can do as well. Uh, what dog are we hearing from? <laughs> that's that's my dog so that's another joy of remote work is that you get to hang out with your your pets all day long uh and sometimes they talk on interview calls <laughs> pets are very important to our lemon heads and that includes remote workers as well lemon lace co-founders amy and john visited daphne sagas recently where she works in vancouver while there john asked how she liked having co-workers around for a few days working with you guys to like this you know this couple days has been great it's been definitely makes me want to do more of that so sure. i think eventually you know it's just a matter of do you ever have time. any like uh um what's the movie like tom hanks like castaway type of feelings where you're like talking to a volleyball because <laughs> you haven't talking like... to my plants yes all the time <laughs> you should see <laughs> i think one time you guys might have heard me actually I forgot to mute. I'm like, oh my god! Yes. Yeah. You have a cat. You talk to your cat. <laughs> oh god, I'm I'm that person. Yes, unfortunately, <laughs> that happens though, right? I mean, it it is what it is. Now this is the first that I've ever heard that Daphne had a cat. Oh really? You didn't know? I had no idea. Yeah, she's kind of well. I don't want to use the word cat lady because that, that, <laughs> that comes off, you know, wrong because Colgan's a cat lady too. But yeah, she's got a cat and she loves it. So we have some improvements to make involving remote workers. One thing Zapier does to keep its employees connected 
is they do this pair buddy system. So every week, pairs are chosen at random and posted to the company's internal blog. Then sometime during the week, those pairs are encouraged to spend, you know, 15, 30 minutes catching up about their personal lives, maybe talking about a project, or maybe meeting for the first time. So I asked Danny what his last pair buddy conversation covered. I did a a pair buddy with a designer of ours, and uh, that was really neat because... For me, um, I'm not uh, actively involved with the designs that happen on Zapier day in and day out in the product, but I have a whole lot of opinions about design. So it was just nice to be able to, uh, in a casual way, talk about design at Zapier, but not really um, think about, okay, what I say now is actually going to go into practice. It's just really going to be just a nice little conversation, uh, 15, 20 minutes, and uh, get to know uh, our designer better and then get to know kind of our approach better too. But sometimes during busy weeks, your pair buddy might ask for a rain check. Sometimes it breaks down and you always don't make it. It was going to be with Craig, who, who, who was the week before the retreat, and we ended up saying, we'll just do a pair buddy at the retreat. And we ended up doing a workout together. The workout was called Insanity, and I won't do it again. <laughs> the week before Michael's interview with Zapier, the company spent an entire week at Spider Lake near Traverse City, Michigan. Now, Zapier takes a retreat every six months, and this most recent trip was the first for about nine new hires. For much of the team, it was the first time they'd seen these new folks in person. Yeah, number one, number, number one surprise, how tall somebody is. <laughs> then you also, uh, you know, you take, I talked about communication in the written form. You, you start to, you know, there's one teammate of ours, uh, you know, just has really no inflection in his voice and kind of says things always in a sarcastic way. And when you get to meet the individual for the first time, you start reading his words that he puts in Slack differently. You read them as he would say them, and they become funnier, actually. At the Zapier retreat, days are broken up by a department, and each day features presentations and mini hackathons. So say you're a developer and you've had some ideas about marketing. On the marketing day, you can then pitch those ideas and then be involved and help making a difference. Uh, so it's a great time to uh, reassess where Zapier came from, which is which are these presentations. There's three days of presentations on each a different part of Zapier, the company. Uh, and then the afternoon are little mini projects. Uh, and it's a good time to, had you thought of something in the last six months that you wished something would, would have changed with Zapier that you wanted in your own department, that's kind of where things happen. Uh, and now we get to go back to our own respective duties and, uh, and put our heads down again for six months until we get together. So it's a nice little uh, rhythm that is established thanks to the retreat. I would definitely echo Danny's thoughts. Company retreats are super valuable. We'll be doing our second one at Lemonly this fall here at Lake Okoboji in Northwest Iowa. And we're really excited to bring our remote workers here back to the Midwest to meet each other, some for the first time. For instance, Cheryl, One of our remote workers from Vancouver joined us last year in our retreat to the Black Hills of South Dakota, and this year is going to come a day early and actually work in the office for the first time before we head out to the retreat. So what do you think you gained from working remotely? Like, what are the pros? I'm allowed to be, like, really honest, right? Oh, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Working my PJs? I really like that. Because if not, I take forever to figure out what to wear in the morning, so it saves me a lot of time because I, I basically, once I get up and have breakfast, I'm like good to go. 
Like, I like that I have my own space and set up. And I also like sitting a certain way yeah. on my chair. So, like, if I were to be in an office, I always have to, like, you know, sit in normal position. I know these sounds... Wait, like, explain that. How do you sit? Like, I always have my feet up on my like chair. Like, underneath you, or...? Yeah, I, and sometimes I, like, sit on my chair, like, cross-legged. Really? Yeah, yeah. Then and you have, like, a, a normal chair with, like, arms? Yeah, yeah. Like, so, and, and I know, like... Wheels spin? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just like <laughs> sitting like that. And then, you know, when it gets cold, I get like my big bathrobe. And so it would be kind of awkward in an office. I love how that's so, like your it, reason. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> and like commuting, I mean, I save a lot of time commuting. So, like, yeah, because my work's like right there. And it's just nice to like, it's, I find it that's very comfortable. Yeah. So, yeah. That, and you think because of that, you maybe do your best work? Yeah, because I'm like relaxed and. And I guess another one is, like, easy access to food because I eat all the time. So, like, if I work from home, I can always just, like, get food all the time. I think these must sound, like, really not... I don't know. They're my reasons, but, yeah. <laughs> hey, if it works for you, right? Yeah. So you've definitely had a day where you're in PJs all day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, awesome. uh, it's, it's funny. Like, when I do laundry, it's like, oh, these are a lot of PJs. <laughs> <laughs> That was John interviewing Cheryl Lowe, our visual designer. I love that whole exchange because it illustrates how remote workers hone their own setup and it might be harder to pull that off in an office. Just like Cheryl, Wade and Danny from Zapier described a few quirks that they have, which probably would not go unnoticed in a co-located space. I take, I take a lot of mini breaks where I'll just like, you know, I'll jump down and do like 10 push-ups or something weird, right? Which if I did that in an office, people would be like, what is he doing? <laughs> uh, so just like stuff like that, that I think, um, you know, it, it helps me get going and stay focused throughout the day. But if I did that in a, in a co-located office, I think it would distract a lot of people. I crack my knuckles way too, too, too much. Um, I know that my wife, that annoys my wife. So I imagine it would also annoy coworkers. Uh, and then I'm constantly eating. And, uh, for whatever reason I was given, uh, a jaw that, uh, makes like amplifies everything I'm eating. So if I'm eating crackers, you're going to hear it. Uh, and I know that annoys people as well. So (laughs) I can do those in peace, uh, in, in my own office as a remote employee. So for some, Remote work is the ideal solution. But as Cheryl told me here, it's not quite the same fit for others. She recounted one day when her fiance, Sonny, decided to work from home. There was one day when he was sick. So he decided to work from home. Yeah. And he hated it. Really? <laughs> he absolutely hated it. He, like, there, he was working and then, you know, I was fine. And yeah. he was like, I have to get out of here. I have to get out. And, like, he, he can't. He likes being around other people and, like, he he can't, I find I, he's the type of person that he can't create in a bubble sure. and he yeah so for him it was really tough yeah. and he's the person who likes noise and likes things going on So a lot of great takeaways in this episode of Humans and Resources, and I loved us being able to interview all the folks we have, as well as compare to a company like Zapier. I think a few takeaways for me are, you know, you really do need to invest in technology, you know, good, high-speed internet, great video conferencing tools. I think you need to 
invest in opportunities to get everybody in the same location, whether it's far away from office in, in a cool, exotic retreat or just flying the people into your office at HQ. And then I think you really need to allow people to embrace kind of their individuality, what the remote folks, whether it is their, their schedule, their hours, their workspace, whether they want to wear pajamas, whatever it might be. And lastly, I love that buddy system idea or finding unique ways, whether it be our Monday morning call or, you know, Zapier's buddy system to kind of create unique uh, conversation points between our HQ folks and the remotes. Yeah, I for one would love a pair buddy system. I don't know if we would take it identically from Zapier. I get small pieces of Cheryl's or Daphne's life through, you know, talking about music or talking about design or podcasts. But a dedicated 20, 30 minutes a week would really drive that home. Yeah, and I think there's uh, the desires there from remote people. We don't have remote people that want to be isolated and just do their work and then clock out. They they most of them will tell you and, and did tell us they love the team and even being thousands of miles away, they still feel a part of it. So I think that's important to figure out how do you really spread culture beyond, you know, four walls and a, and a door. We work all day in. Well, so it goes. So that's it for today's episode. Thanks to Wade and Danny at Zapier. The company helps you connect the apps you use, automate tasks, and get more out of your data. Music today by my good friend Arlo Britton, Sioux Falls' own Corey Gerlach, as well as the bands Broke for Free and Patrick Lee. You're now listening to Shine by Domestica, a great band out of Lincoln, Nebraska. I'll let this one play out, but I'll see you next time when we talk about beer at the office. 